0: Hey guys, it's Ken hey. again, and I'll be answering yet another question. Oh, I'm so excited. You have the questions and we have the answers. What did you say? At least, what we, we try our best. The this is On Podcast. Alright guys, we have another question on our hands. And it is, does grace give a license to sin? And trust me, this question has been asked one too many times. Does grace actually make us kind of live a careless lifestyle? Does it make us want to sin? I mean, if we we you know make yeah, mistakes, God's grace is all so, so super abundant for us, and it's it's beautiful, it's abounding, it's sufficient. And most people seem to shy away from the emphasis of grace, even adopt the idea of grace altogether because of the misconceptions they've seen you know the the first thing that comes to an average christian's mind some of which people would call orthodox christians is that they think grace is a careless lifestyle and they see these things amongst grace so-called grace people so many times i i can't blame them entirely you know you see someone advocating for grace and you look at their lifestyle, and it somehow seems like they are living carelessly. But the truth actually is that both parties, those who are for grace and those who are against it, um, you, in fact, sometimes you see those of the other part, those that are anti grace, living a very, very careless lifestyle, um, while those of grace live one of discipline and diligence. Uh, I don't have the statistics. But um, by observation, many times you can see that. But the real question is really, it's a serious issue. Would grace cause me to live anyhow and just feel like, oh, God has forgiven me already? So there's really nothing I should do anymore, you know? And Paul actually preached this in Romans chapter 5, where he talked about where sin is, grace abounds much more. You know, he emphasized how much more grace would abound. And, but he kind of expected a question to come out from this that people would ask him and so right away he just went on to ask the question himself in romans chapter six the next one the next chapter what shall we say then shall we continue in sin that grace may abound are you saying we should keep sin that grace would keep on abounding for us every time and he replied and said god forbid how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein it's what he said. How can we live in sin when we are dead to it? So he, he doesn't just say, oh, no, we're not supposed to sin because it's bad and it's terrible. He says, we are dead to it. Sin has no influence on us because we are supposed to be dead to it. That was his response. And many times I ask people, why would you say the grace of God would cause you to sin? I mean, after all, Paul the Apostle in First Corinthians 15, verse 10, he said, But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. So Paul literally owes his success in ministry to grace. The question is, how can this same grace that enabled Paul the Apostle to outdo and accomplish all that he was meant to, how can this grace be the same grace that will cause me to sin? Grace cannot be double-minded. Grace cannot have two purposes. But you see, as much as grace is unmerited favor, grace is also enablement. It means empowering you for the task ahead. Many of us use it in our colloquial language when we're talking, Oh, I wish you grace. All the best. More grace to you. Meaning, more energy, more power, more enablement. And that really is what grace is. Because as a believer, living a life without grace is not possible. Because Ephesians 2.8 says, First of all, you have been saved by grace through faith that not of yourselves is the gift of god not of works that any man should boast but it doesn't just end there it doesn't just say that you're saved by grace it's not about your works not about what you do your good deeds and i think that's where a lot of people get it wrong they feel like because you say it doesn't matter what you do god is not looking at your works to save you true because your works will never be able to save you and it was his work christ's work who saved you but it doesn't end there verse 10 of Ephesians 2 says that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has ordained before that we should walk in them so it tells you that it's not just a life of entering grace and just doing whatever you want you are expected to have good works to show good works to bear fruit to look like what you are on the inside basically all right you can not tell me you are a dog and you can't bark I would doubt you and so you can't tell me you're a Christian if you're not living like one basically and so that is really what the grace helps to do in fact there's such a powerful scripture I'm gonna read right now but before i do that jude 1 4 says that there are certain men who have secretly slipped in among you men who long ago were marked out for condemnation i'm about to describe ungodly men who have turned the grace of god into a license for evil and who deny our only master and lord jesus christ so jude is addressing something which a lot of people um, seem to address as well because this is something that will happen as much as they are honest, sincere men teaching on the topic of grace, there are also people who have crept in, as he said in Jude 1:4, who have tried to twist grace and make it seem like um, it's, it's some sort of permission to live a lifestyle without boundaries, okay? But that is not what true grace is. This is what true grace is. Titus chapter 2, the 11th verse says for the grace of god that brings salvation has appeared to all men what does it do it teaches us denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great god and our lord and savior jesus christ gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous for good works and so this grace that we talk about so loosely and so profoundly uh it brings salvation not only does it do that it also teaches us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust to live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world so Grace is the empowerment every believer needs to live a righteous life. In fact, we don't teach people um, live righteously, live soberly, abandon worldly lust. Of course, we are to instruct to do that, but then grace is the one that teaches those things. So we teach grace, and grace in turn teaches us how to deny ungodliness and worldly lust. And so, in conclusion, grace does not give a license to sin grace gives us a license to a higher form of living a life that mirrors christ's life that is what we have been called to so grace is so important you can live this life without grace it's not equal to living sinfully and living carelessly no the exact opposite is the case but just because there has been abuse of the teaching of grace doesn't mean you throw the baby with the bath water All right, so I hope you've learned something today. We hope to hear more from you and get more questions so we can answer as best as we can. Bless you. Love you all. Thank you. For more teachings, please visit www.vivify365.org. God bless you.